Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. -okay. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. everybody once again scott and i were walking through the video store and i saw two eyeballs staring at us from the vhs <laughs> cover they were being held by two hands and i thought man dolls is so good and scott looked at me and said dolls is so good and brian said what's dolls and we said, well, shit, I guess we got to re-rent this one, too. And we put it on the pile. And from what I understand, while we were watching this movie, it was Scott and I with big smiles on our faces going, isn't this great? And Brian going, uh-huh. <laughs> so, Brian, <laughs> tell us your thoughts on dolls. <sighs> What's to say about dolls? Um, it's, it wasn't bad. I guess. I mean, it was. It was bad. I didn't like it. I, I didn't mind it. It wasn't that much of a log. It just had a bunch of people that I swore I know but didn't. Um, like that little girl, I was like positive that I knew her. And I was like, well, no. And then the first thing that popped up was Poltergeist 2. I was like, I don't really remember her from that. But let's see. Okay, that was it. She was only in Poltergeist 2. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was it was a, a full moon movie. Um also, and wasn't it, it um, done in the downtime or the pre-production downtime before Castle Freak? Is that what I'm remembering, Matt? No, it was uh, from beyond. From they beyond, shot thank from you. From beyond, but they had a bunch of special effects they had to work on. So while they were waiting for the special effects to be done for From Beyond, they just shot the movie dolls. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know. It's it's got like Puppet Master vibes, obviously, because it's dolls. 
but it's early puppet this is where they got the idea for puppet master was doing oh so this was pre-puppet master this is pre-puppet the first puppet master was 89 this was 87 gotcha Um, gotcha so this is like nothing gold can stay um, yes. Gotcha. <laughs> They're just like, okay, we kind of got the sound down. Um, <laughs> Man, I hope Megan doesn't listen to this episode because she will fight you to the death. That's her favorite NFG album. I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm just basing it off of hit or miss. Yeah, the, hit or the miss. Hit or miss is, on nothing gold can stay is not better than the one. Was that on Sticks and Stones? Sticks, no, no, it was on the self titled. Self titled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I can agree with you. It's so funny because my buddy Mario, who you guys have met, um, he he loves that original version of Hit or Miss. And I'm like, eh, I can remember <laughs> us in fucking high school. And he we, we'd go over to his house and I'd bring my guitar and amp and we would just jam along with songs, you know, and he would be like, let's play Hit or Miss. I'm like, okay, because it was mostly like fucking um, – new metal so you know we go through the entire self-titled system of a down album we'd play some fucking cold chamber you know <laughs> embarrassing shit like that maybe i'd try and fumble my way through dig by Mudvayne, and then he'd be like let's play some pop punk you know and and he'd always always put on that original version of hit or miss and i'm like fucking why well they said i think on when when the one dude from uh newfound glory was on krista makes i think he even said there's like four versions of that song out in the ether he's like That's so funny he's like we recorded that song so many times because like somewhere in us we knew that it was a hit but we just hadn't figured out how to make it sound like a hit yet until we got to the self-titled well <laughs> like, and you know what's also funny is that that's not the first song i heard by them i heard boy crazy first See, so Hit or Miss was the, the first one I had ever heard. So the story with me and Hit or Miss, um, and this shows a lot about Matt in ninth grade. Uh, <laughs> so we've talked about this before on the podcast, and I think a lot of people don't – a lot of younger people probably don't understand this. But, like, until – I would say until, like, Simple Plan, it still wasn't really cool to listen to pop punk music. No, absolutely not. So, even so Green like, Day was like not considered pop punk, even though they no, obviously are pop punk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, so I was into pop punk, and there was a handful of kids who were into pop punk who I didn't really talk to in school, and now they're like among some of my best friends. But it was in ninth grade. This kid Matt Howard, who's still one of my longtime friends, tapped me on the shoulder and was like, "Hey, you like a lot of the same music as me. Can you sing?" And I was like, I don't know, maybe. And he goes, because me and Nick have formed a band for the school talent show, and we want to cover Newfound Glory. And I was like, I don't know that song. So he played it for me. And I was like, okay, I could learn this. And so we would practice, and we couldn't figure it out because we were we were a, technically we were a three piece. Uh, we had a drummer who kind of sucked, and I had to teach him how to play the drums for the songs um, without ever playing the drums before. I was like, no, this is how it's played. But like that song's kind of hard to pull off when you are all brand new guitar players when you're trying to get that full like two two sound like it works. Were as you a playing guitar, guitar and part. singing? Or were no, you, I was you're just, just singing? singing. Yeah. So like as yeah, a it doesn't work as a four part, piece. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't work. So we quickly switched over to when I come around, um, and then Which we won the talent like. show. But uh, but like that was. That was like my first introduction to Newfound Glory was some kid that just liked the same music as me being like, learn the lyrics to this song. So You know, and that's so funny because I I said that Boy Craze was the first song I ever heard by them. And this is how it happened to me. So my sister is three years older than me. So she was, I, I was a senior in high school when um, 
it was January, I want to say, of 2001. So, you know, fucking 20 years ago, uh, to the day maybe, um, that this comes out. Um, we, uh, she calls me up on the phone from college because she's a senior in college. Or uh, she's a junior in college, I'm sorry. Um, and she calls me up and she's like, I just found this band called Newfound Glory. You have to hear this song. And she puts the phone, her like, because there were rotary, not rotary phones, but there were like the dial phones in every room in college. This was obviously, you know, this the year 2001. So we didn't have cell phones everywhere yet. So she calls me at home. Um, she puts the headpiece, earpiece to her stereo and she plays me. I can Some still hear. girls are crazy. Yeah, yeah, but like the funny part is it starts out like, hey, ladies, what's up? And like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck am I listening to? And that was also the day that she played me um, You Vandal by Saves the Day off of Through Being Cool. And those two records just, th- those two records dominated my life for most of 2001. As, as they should. Cool, so awesome. Yeah. So, so here's the album. Here's the other fun button to that story. And I think I've told this before, but maybe it was only on a Patreon episode. So we won the talent show for the music competition, which was like us and like three other bands. But I think the reason that we won was that like for almost a month, we just practiced when I come around yeah, over oh yeah. and over and over again. Like Made your we parents had, fucking pissed. Yeah. Like we had that song perfected. So the talent show was on a Thursday night. What we didn't know was that if we won first place was that we got to play a 30 minute set the following day <laughs> oh, for shit. the entire school. Oh no. So, so now we're like, it's like 10 at night. We're all excited about the win and we're like, what the fuck do we do? So, so the, because the drummer, we could have pulled it off if the drummer, like the drummer was like, he was, uh, he's a nice guy. <laughs> Like, I feel bad. I know he's never going to listen to this. But the drummer was, like, begrudgingly in our band. Like, he had no interest in punk music. He hated punk music. All he listened to was, like, Dream Theater. Like, he wanted oh, to yeah, be, you're like... Oh, about this guy. Yeah, so, like, he couldn't... Like, he could play, like, weird, complicated drumming. But, like, to be like, hey, just learn the drums for Hitching a Ride by Green Day. I think we can pull <laughs> this off. Like, just he couldn't do it. He could not figure it out. So, like... At, the, at a certain point, we try we begrudgingly get through hitching a ride with almost no drums is how we ended up doing it. Just guitar and bass. Oh, and then God. it was like we figured out that if he just played a little bit of drums and the uh, bassist just played a little bit of bass, like just throwing down like a weird beat. I knew all of the words to the 14 minute version of Rapper's Delight by Sugar Hill Gang. So we were like, all right, if all else fails, we just go to we just go to Rapper's Delight. So, uh, that is yeah, insane, dude, that so is freshman like year. So- the end of my freshman year of high school was me rapping <laughs> Rapper's Delight for 15 straight minutes in front of the entire student body. You know, uh, we, we wonder why Matt never got laid and never. Yeah, I, it, like, I know you think that they were just throwing panties on the stage during that. Um, Did they make you class president after this too? Because I feel like, and you probably also got to be the football captain. You're basically the not a surf song. <laughs> yeah, no, one hundred percent. Not a surf song. Once every three to four days. <laughs> uh, but like, I feel like you could have done not a surf. That song has no fucking drums in it. That's a six minute <laughs> banger. Oh god, what a song. Uh, but yeah, so dolls. Uh, back to dolls. Uh, Brian, I wrote down. I guess three things that I want to talk about with you in this movie. 
Um, thing number one, I think it's it's the first major iconic moment for this movie is the uh, little girl's dream sequence in which her teddy bear turns into a real life bear and murders her stepmother. <laughs> that was thanked. Yeah, was and who would win in a fight? Teddy from Dolls or the demon bear from Prophecy 1979? Oh. I don't know. I think Teddy is, since Teddy is supernatural and not just mutated, I think the Teddy would win. And also I love, I absolutely love that Teddy comes up and it, is just a giant bear and then the claws come out and the mouth falls off and like it's like you know like it's so it's so good and then she's like oh teddy and he's just like uh, you know he like, shrugs he goes, <laughs> <laughs> that is like that's the moment in this movie where it's like every movie has i think a, a specific moment where you know if you are in for the ride or if you are ready to get out and for me, it's when that bear shrugs after she goes, oh, Teddy, after he just murdered her family. Um, so the second thing I want to talk to you about, Brian, is the punk girls in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any thoughts on them? <laughs> I, my, my thought is I don't think that they are British. Uh, Dude, they are like- they are so British, but they're not posh. They're they're no, like they're, they're cockney. Yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. like um, I actually wrote down a a, um, a a phrase that she said. Well, I are they anti cues? You know, yeah. like oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh god, it's just two Dick Van Dykes and, <laughs> and, Peter, and Mary Poppins just walking around this house. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. <laughs> like, Uh, all right and then obviously i mean we've gotten a negative review on itunes about this very topic which is that all we ever want to talk about are the kills but like let's talk about the kills wait wait, wait, wait. we got a negative review because we were like let's just talk about the kills what the fuck did they think they're listening to i know man this was a couple years ago but i remember we had one review where it's like they don't even want to talk about the movies they just want to talk about how people die in the movies and it's like Obviously, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what, so like, were there any kills that jumped out at you as like, all right, that was pretty dope? Um, not necessarily pretty dope as far as like, even in a shitty no, movie. No more than dank for Brian. Yeah. But <laughs> even for a shitty movie, watching someone's ankle get sawed is like, ugh. Oh, I missed this one in my um, birthday present to Matt last year. Damn it. I have to yeah. rebuild that whole yeah. thing. Luckily, I kept that um, iMovie project. Uh, See, that uh, project one really and... doesn't bother me. That one doesn't bother me that much. Yeah. <laughs> what, it, uh, you know what's weird that stood out is the squibs were good. Like, it, really it wasn't good. A, yeah. 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 Like, when she got shot by the dolls, I was like, damn, those are actually some pretty good squibs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the fun thing I always think about with this movie is obviously we've talked about it before, but Charles Band was a man who wanted the poster first. And then after the poster was designed, he would then tell them to write the script and incorporate as much of the poster as they could. And I think that they, of all of his movies, I think that this movie does the best job of incorporating the poster. Cause I, I love that scene. Like she, the girl's just in the corner and it's well shot in the sense of like, there's no music cue to make you notice that the girl's back there. Like if you're like only halfway watching, like when the lightning flashes and she's like leaned up against the wall, you'd miss it. Um, 
But yeah, like her just like picking up her eyes. It doesn't make sense why she holds them to the side of her face the way that she does. But it's 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 a nice little horrific thing. Um, well, they cut that scene too early. Yeah, they were trying to show that she still had a, a sense of humor through all this because they uh, she held it up, and if you watch the unrated, she's like, "Don't you remember Pan's Labyrinth? Good movie. It was a good movie." Um, the. The, the thing about this movie that's really weird is that, like, it's basically like an R-rated kids movie. Like, like if you took out the gore and someone yelling, fuck you, clowny, or they're fucking... Like, if you remove the cursing and just were like, hey, this is like a weird PG kids movie from, from the late 80s, I'd buy it. It's like, it, it feels so kid-centric for a gory horror movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Punky Brewster goes to the castle. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's very weird in in that sense. And there was supposed to be a sequel um, in which uh, I remember reading about this. The sequel that was written was that uh, the little girl and the main guy. I, I didn't write down anyone's Judy name, so they're all Ralph. gone. Ralph. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ralph is now married to her mom. And all of a sudden they get a package. And when they open the package, it's actually the elderly couple now is dolls. And that's how they know that somehow the dolls figured out the magic and have taken over the castle and they have to go and fight to retain normalcy inside the castle. Hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm content with this being just a little, you know, a one and done. I don't think we needed to live any further into the dolls (laughs) world. God knows if they had made that sequel, if puppet masters, any indication there'd be like Paul dolls 15 at this point. So I think it's, it works more as just like a one and done. But I have the strangest memory of this movie. And this was like one of those VHS boxes where I would see it in the store all the time. Like I would walk past it. But I didn't see it until Netflix. Uh, back when you could order the discs in the mail exclusively. They didn't have any streaming. And I ordered the disc in the mail. And it was the sickest I'd ever felt. My friends and I were all supposed to go see Zach and Mary make a porno in theaters and I had just come home from work and I like could not stop throwing up. Uh, and I think it was cause I was like suffering from a little bit of a heat stroke. Uh, what had happened was that I was working for a paint company and we had a really big delivery come in. And my job for the entire day was to bring all of the delivery from inside, from outside inside and stock the shelves as much as I possibly could. But it was during a heat wave, so much so that at one point while using the uh, jack to like lift a pallet, every time that I was pumping down on the jack to lift the pallet, it was sinking further into the ground because the cement had become almost liquid and the wheels had embedded themselves into the cement. So then I had to try to pull it out of the hole that I'd created with the wheels. Um, And I was outside for like eight straight hours doing that, never stopping to like hydrate or get any food. So when I got home and ate, I just immediately started throwing up. So I was like, all right, I got this movie dolls. I'm just going to lay down in the back room. And it was like one of those things where like, you ever have one of those things where you're like half in half out with sleep where like you are not looking at anything. You're pretty sure you're asleep, but you are like hearing every single sound that's happening. (laughs) So like, Mm -hmm. That was me for two hours with dolls on. And like, I was imagining the scenes as I was listening to it. And I was like, this movie seems pretty dope. (laughs) (laughs) That was me with bad channels. I I was really, really sick. um, Senior year of college, just laying on my, on my couch in my dorm room being like, 
will it ever end? And and I wasn't sure if I was talking about the illness or, or the movie Bad Channels. But um, yeah, that movie's way better when you're not with it. <laughs> yeah. But then like at the end of it, like I, I finished the movie and then I was like, all right, the movie, Zach and Mary's in three hours. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to try to see how I feel after this nap. And like, you know, I fell asleep and I woke up and I was like, I think I can do it. <laughs> so like, I went and saw Zach and Mary and I was fine. And then I slept for like 12 hours when I came home. Like I was, but yeah, it all started with dolls. Uh, so Brian, I know that I'll rewatch dolls probably a million times. <laughs> Scott, I'm sure you'll watch it a couple of yeah. times. Brian, short of us forcing you to watch it on some live stream one day, are you ever going to watch dolls again? Brian, did he go take a piss? What just happened? Sorry, start over. I was on mute. I peed in a bottle a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Will you ever rewatch Dolls is what I was asking. Probably not for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, if you, if I came over and you had it on, I wouldn't care. Uh, it's not that bad. It's just, you know. It's a great background movie, though. There's it's like so a... many movies I haven't seen. You know, <laughs> there's just so many. I don't know. Like, I don't have time, like you, Matt, to like rewatch and watch new movies. You saw like every movie that came out in 2018 and rewatched all these movies, which is impressive. <laughs> but no, I do want to critic. I do want to critique Ralph for a minute. Uh, I know his heart was in the right place, but the scene when he first starts to believe. Uh, Kmart Matilda. Um, <laughs> if someone is accusing you of being a pervert and having lust for their friend, and you're trying to explain something to them, trying to get in their bedroom and saying, please just give me five minutes does not convey the message you were trying to convey. <laughs> it just further proves their opinion. I was like, that is the worst choice of words. He's like, please just let me, just give me five minutes with you. I was like, oh, Ralphie, no. No, I Ralphie. think that also just kind of shows what a, a, a child, man-child Ralph is because mm -hmm. he just kind of doesn't know how to do anything. Mm -mm. No, he doesn't. The only thing he knows how to do is look like Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. It's not for sale. <laughs> it's not for sale, Francis. <laughs> All right, well... <laughs> We'll try. We'll try again later. I will say that there's going to be a little bit of a pause on the Ray Reynolds because Brian's putting on his big boy pants and getting a, a job, and uh, you know, grudgingly. The, the next one was going to be in April, and that's just not going to be a good time for Brian to sit down and watch some trash that we've already talked about. So it's going to be a wild couple months of us recording, guys. So uh, get prepared for. Us to be referencing things that happened two months ago come April and May when our episodes drop. But we're doing it because we love you and we don't want you to deal with a single episode that doesn't have Brian on it. We love you. You're very special. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and bye. <laughs>
Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! All right, so come on down to, wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 